0: Welcome to the Anchor.com, the AnchorFM.com podcast, home of the podcast where you can be heard all around the world, from your bedroom, living room, any room that your heart desires. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This evening, I am going to talk about one of my favorite vocalists ever, and I'm just going to jump right into it. I'm doing the best of Luther Vandross. I've had this double set for a long time. So many memories, so many times. You know, he started doing session work all the way back to Sesame Street and at the Apollo and amongst other places. Did session work for David Bowie, Roberta Flagg, Shaka Khan, Quincy Jones Project. Just the list goes on. Jingles, all kinds of things. Even did Yowza Yowza on the chic, classic um, dance, dance, dance. However, he hit payday on his solo career. And, you know, it's hard to believe. But as I'm sitting here thinking about it, it's 40 years ago. Never too much drop. And that song still sounds soulful right now as we speak today. It's hard to believe that that song is 40 years old. Now, that was his first the solo. You know. That was when he came into his own as a solo artist, and that's one I want to focus on. That groove, that, that, that run that he ended up doing with Marcus Miller on bass, who was a longtime collaborator, Nat Adley Jr., those is his collaborators. But the groove and the instincts became a signature of the Van Vandross sound. And that song was such a way to start off. What a, what a debut that was. What a debut that was. Mind-blowing classic. Also featured on that particular album was what he started off doing. He just took your songs. Luther is one of the greatest cover artists ever. He would just take your songs. Case in point, a house is not a home. I can't even begin to tell you how powerful that song is. His cover, of the old Burt Bacharach, Hal David Dion Ward song, he turned it out. Flipped it. Flipped the rug, flipped the wig, whatever you want to call it turned it out. And that was a signature that no matter what he was, he had to perform that one. And he did. Just like when him and Sherilyn did, If This World Were Mine, Oh, Marvin Gaye Tammy Terrell classic, turned it out. This guy had a knack for doing covers. And he was a good songwriter and producer in his own right, but he could just, that voice, I mean, come on now, one of the greatest vocalists ever, you know. And he, and he turned both of them both them songs got turned out. Bad Boy Having a Party. Having a Party was a play on Sam Cooke's classic. And again, another one where you just hear the signature. He has such a distinctive, strong voice, very soulful. And that's the thing about his early records. His early records were soulful joints. They were definitely something that you were, uh, you know, you were definitely feeling. Be it a cut like Till My Baby Comes or... Uh, Since I lost my baby, very strong cuts. Or something like, promise me. You definitely felt the emotion and the aura and the edge to where he was coming from, you know. He had a lot of these slow cuts. They were very, they weren't cuts in the sense of Romantic loss, they were romantic, they were heart heartbroken songs, but a lot of people misconstrued. But he definitely understood the pain and loss. I think him and Chardet were the king and queen of that heartbreaking type of stuff. And you could definitely feel the pain in their music, definitely distinctive. Such as If Only for One Night, Creeping, you know. And he uses Steve Wonder's Creeping, and If Only for One Night, and the way he did those build ups, he would do those two for one deals with a song very rare to pull that off and to make it work but he had a way of doing it you know, I love the way he would do it and the way the instrumentation and his harmony and his groove you know back in the day them songs seemed like they would go on forever and you might roll your eyes but then when you get older you get grown you have your own relationships suddenly them Luther Vandross songs don't seem to last long enough because they predate a lot of stuff and they tend to make a lot of sense so very distinctive right there Superstar, until you come back to me. Took the Carpenters and the Stevie Wonder song, which Aretha Frankfurt did cover it. Took the Stevie Wonder song and the Carpenters and made it as one. And again, you have to be a special kind of talent to pull it off and understand the harmony of it. And he did. He did. Again. Only Luther could pretty much pull something like that off and make it work, and he did. Stop to Love. Um... Strong cut. Love the guitar solo. It was tight. Very tight. Very tight. Duck, the way that groove was, that was catchy. Definitely loved that. Like that, how that was. Um, so amazing. Almost feel spiritual. Very clear song. Very warm. You could definitely see that. There's nothing better than Love. He did some great duets, but this one here probably caught people off guard when he did this one with Gregory Hines. Because people know Gregory Hines for tap dancing and, and his acting. But they didn't know that Gregory Hines could sing like that. Gregory Hines could also play bass. But a lot of people didn't know Gregory Hines. When you singing with Luther Vandross, you had to bring your game, and he definitely was on point. Give me the reason. That was a good catchy cut. Definitely had a feel good vibe about it. it. Was cool. Same thing with "Any Love." Another one of them songs where you sing along and the melody and the feeling. You know, he definitely had his way with a certain type of songs. I really didn't mean it. I always liked the groove of that song. I liked the tone of it. I liked the chorus of it. Again, he had a great combination. He was experimenting up his sound a bit, but it still had a cool groove going on to it. He always he uh, he always, he always had the right leadoff cuts and something that definitely, you know. His cover of Love Won't Let Me Wait, the old Major Harris song was cool. I like his 80s covers better than I did his 90s covers. And his 80s covers were definitely more soulful. And this was another example. He definitely put something on, and it was definitely one of them songs that you could definitely feel. Treat You Right, I like that groove. I like the feeling of that song. That's one of them songs that, um... You know, you could definitely hear the melody and the and the structure with that. You know, it was definitely one of them songs that was definitely right on time, And, um again very expressive the last song in the compilation is here and now and ironically it was Dion Warwick's son who wrote that song and that's kind of ironic too because considering how things how he started the decade off on a, on his a solo project with how he covered A House Is Not A Home and you know the thing about it is that he's one of the most soulfulest expressive uh, singers ever you know, um, and a natural talent, a type of talent that you can just feel his presence with what he's doing. And you know, he didn't get his crossover claim like maybe he wanted to, like some people hope. But I tell you one thing: he kept he had his soul full soulful acclaim. You know, in the '80s, he was one of the few that you knew that he was bringing it. That voice was so expressive. That voice had so much emotion, so much depth, so much pain, so much despair. He had all these things going on with it and it hit the spot. You know, that's what a great artist does. And he definitely uh, understood his value and his place as an artist. So, um, you know, one of the greatest artists ever... um, The set says the best of love. It definitely has an expression about it that you definitely get the feeling about it, you know. And he definitely had a way of conveying the message, the melody, the tone, the feel. You know, it's like you you went to like a Luther Island almost. And the way you would hear it and the way you would feel it. And it's it's very hard to find artists who know how to channel not only their emotions or whatever they're dealing with, but how they can convey it in a way where it takes you and it captures you. But that voice and then those words become one and the same. So he definitely understood that. And he definitely left you with a last impression. And uh, he was one of the greatest artists, period. I mean, I don't care what nobody says. Uh, and I say that when I say that is that he might not have gotten the like I said, crossover, like he hoped and wanted for, but he made strong, solid records. You know. He made strong, solid records, and he definitely had his lane, and he was respected. It's funny, because I'm going to tell you something. He could cover your stuff, but very few people could come around and try to cover him. He definitely had his own lane. But anyway, give me your thoughts and text your favorite Luther Vandross songs, videos, albums, tours. Um, I'd like to get the feedback on that. And I welcome thoughts and comments. Wash your hands. Keep your mind clear. Watch out for one another. And uh, you know, every time it's an old song or old album, there's always something new to hear. And believe me, the guy like Levandros had a lot of freshness in his details and his music. So anyway, till so next time, keep it funky. Have a good one. Take care of yourself. Be careful out there. I'll catch you. Peace.